Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to episode four. Is it already? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Episode four of Unopinionated. Although I feel like every time we mention it, it's like... People are going to think we can't count. Like, yeah, last time was the third one, and this is the fourth one. That's what comes after, guys. Yeah. Well, we've got some hilarious stuff. Wow, really setting it up. Absolutely hilarious. High expectations. Uh, Kelsey, did you uh, did you hear the joke, by the way, about gaslighting? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, you have. Are you sure? Did you tell me earlier this week? No, you definitely have. I don't... Oh. <laughs> okay, I see. Uh, I'm dumb. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to keep that one in my back pocket. Let's start the podcast. Yeah. Right, another week. Should I make it a habit of like checking in with you about robberies every week? I think we can leave that by the wayside. Hopefully, you have. Yeah, I think robberies are over. Sufficient robberies are so last month. Yes. Uh, also, you know it's March now, so yeah, we can leave February behind us, or February. Are you supposed to say it February or I don't is it know. February? February. Now I'm. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Now that I think about it, I'm like, how do I speak? How do I usually? February. February. You know what's not right is February, which I think some people say. What idiots say it that way? Tubaware, sorry. (laughs) What's the first syllable? (laughs) That's what that reminds me of. Um, Best podcast moments ever. Um, Yeah, no dairy-based crimes, no uh, nothing nothing going on. Yeah, I think neither of us suffered any car trouble, so... Things are looking up. Hot dog. Knock Uh, on wood. This week I did go see Death on the Nile. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Army Hammer looking absolutely delicious Mm. in that movie. You could just eat him right up. You know, I was... (laughs) Um, And and I believe, uh, if you don't know, that's the uh, sequel to the Train movie, as one of our friends (laughs) mentioned. Yeah, that's the Train one? (laughs) It's the Train one. Um, That, I was thinking of something. So I watched it. Mm -hmm. I'm watching the movie and afterwards I was like, oh my gosh, I forget how much I like Army Hammer. I miss him. We were talking about the uh, cannibalism incident. 
mm-hmm. that he, you know, that's part of his kink or whatever. His, his fetish he's into. Cannibalism. But then I forgot, I literally forgot until I looked it up, that there was a rape allegation against him. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, really why he got canceled. But then I was thinking, is there any way that they pushed the cannibalism narrative so that people would forget about the rape allegation? Because I literally, I was watching it and I was like, why did he get canceled for being a cannibal? Who didn't need anyone. Yeah, well, I think part of the cannibalism thing, too, was a, there was, like, questionable consent issues yeah, there. Yeah, like, but... was it a consenting cannibal relationship? <laughs> right, but I think, uh, yeah, it's it's really tough to keep track these days of, of the reasons why. But, I mean, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I think that's a thing that people do. What's the, I think the latest example of that I saw was fictional, like on BoJack Horseman. <laughs> but... I think publicists definitely are like, okay, you've done multiple shitty things, but this is the less shitty thing. So we're going to, we're going to leak this. It's going to garner some bad media and then it's going to blow over and we're going to hope that people forget or don't notice the other thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but. Yeah. Which leads me to believe we're going to need a publicist for this podcast at some point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any cannibal fetishes, so that's fine. Although I was like. Right out of the way. Army is very attractive, and I'd probably let him have a little taste if he wanted. <laughs> just a just a little nibble. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean, it's funny that you bring up Army Hammer because that's not the only person that we've talked about this week who has been canceled. And I think who else was canceled? Well, not like someone canceled recently, but I think I. Definitely believe people should be held accountable for the things that they did. Absolutely. I think most of the people who have been canceled fucking deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a broad brush. But it's unfortunate people whose, like, work you really enjoy. And it's like, god damn it. Couldn't you just have, like, kept doing your job well? Yeah. Because there are people who, like, continue to make work. Like, let's just get into the specifics of Louis C.K., one of my favorite comedians historically. Mm-hmm. And then he had to be a dumb shit. And he had to be a predator. And now he's, like, making work. He's absolved himself of everything he's done, and he's still making work. Which I will never know if it's funny or not, because I cannot give him any money um, or any of my time. But uh, just kind of a bummer that when talented people make really shitty, shitty decisions. Yeah. I hadn't really seen anything for Death on the Nile. And so I went looking at, like, publicity for it, because I was curious how... You know, Disney put this out. It's under the um, 20th century uh, studio. What don't they own these days? Not much. But um, it was, uh, Army was still in the ads for it. And I'm surprised he was in it also. Did they, like, did they film this before the allegations happened? Oh, yeah. This was set to be released in December of 2019. Oh, wow. And it was pushed because the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. even though it wasn't in the U.S. yet. And then because of Army Hammer's thing, it was pushed again. And, you know, I don't know if you remember, but All the Money in the World, the Ridley Scott movie... Um, that they've removed Kevin Spacey from. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, uh, why? <laughs> like, is there like a, a 
hierarchy of the severity of the thing you have to do to be like electronically removed from a film. Well, he wasn't electronically <laughs> removed for the most part. They actually went back and reshot all every scene that Kevin Spacey was in. And in that particular film, mm-hmm. he was in most of his scenes alone. Mm-hmm. Or mo- and, and most of his shots alone. So while they did have to bring in the cast... And there was a couple of wide shots that were just too hard to reshoot. So they, Kevin Spacey is still in a couple of shots in that movie. Yeah. But otherwise, they were able to reshoot him with Christopher Plummer. Because they recast it, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, but it cost $10 million. It quintupled mm-hmm. the budget of that film. Yeah. And they had to pay people who they brought back to reshoot, the actors, the crew, and everything. But $10 million was still relatively like not a very expensive reshoot. Okay, I love you talking about that, like, they spent $10 million to do that, and then Kevin Spacey's still in a couple shots, because I saw, it reminds me of this, uh, like, super cut someone put together on TikTok of, like, crew members who, like, show up in the finished product of films, and, like, you don't notice, Mm because they're, you know, they're small, it's like, well, I guess everybody noticed the Starbucks cup in the background on that episode of of Game of Thrones, but, like, it's funny to me how much, despite all of the time, all of the money, and even this was purposeful, but how that shit still makes it through, so it's like, it's good enough, it's good enough, only a few people will notice. The other thing that I think maybe saved this film is that, though you could argue... Uh, Kenneth Branagh, who is the director as well, mm-hmm. as uh, Hercule Poirot. Uh, nice. Is kind of the star, but it's these movies are such an ensemble. Yeah. Like, everyone's a star and no one's a star. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really an army hammer vehicle either. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, did you find anything why they made that choice? Like, Because they literally couldn't reshoot it. Gotcha. it. They would have had to redo the whole movie. Oh, yeah, because I guess it's He's like in on most a, of the scenes. On a fucking boat. And with all the, uh, all the other actors. Yeah. Oh, but you know who was good in it? Russell Brand. Wow, he's still getting work? Yeah, and uh, he he was good and, and kind of for the first few scenes that he was in Unrecognizable. <laughs> and then, oh, Don French and Jennifer Saunders are in it. Oh, that's delightful. Yeah. Okay. Did you do anything fun and exciting this last week no i feel like every time we come to this it's like i'm griping about my week or nothing happened but a little call back to last week Mm -hmm. um when you schooled me on the havana syndrome oh yes in our heady uh foreign policy episode exactly our little npr uh welcome foray um but i saw after that i saw two separate references to the havana syndrome Mm -hmm. on twitter about what I, I don't even remember specifically, but it refer, I mean, about the Havana syndrome, like it's mm-hmm. such a specific thing that I'm like, am I living in a simulation or is it like that thing where you get a new car and then you see it everywhere? Yes. You're like, how, how do all of these people have the same vehicle that I never saw before and just purchased? Yeah. So I don't know. Is it, is this the matrix? No, um, I think when something's put in on your mind, it like, you see it then. Yeah. Kelsey, what's happening in the world right now? Anything interesting? Well, there's a lot happening in the world right now that we, beyond what we already said last week, do not deign to wade into. Because we don't know. It's too much. It's not too much. I mean, you know, I, I am keeping close tabs on it, but I I don't feel equipped to regurgitate it. No. And, I mean, we're not the news. There's nothing there to joke about. Because mm-hmm. uh, it... It's awful, so. We can joke about Putin. Yeah, fuck that guy. 
we can joke about Putin. There you go. I like it. Next big trend. Although, again, a way to get targeted by oh, Russian bots. I'm already targeted. Yeah. The, well, Kre- the Kremlin is after me. Probably. I might get snatched when I'm in Europe later. Watch out. But one thing that I've been keeping tabs on mm-hmm. is I know you're a big royal buff, so I love talking about this oh, shit with you. I love the royals. The queen. Just over what is it, like a week and a half, two weeks ago, they announced that she had been she'd contracted COVID nineteen. Yes, and immediately the internet started conspiracy theorizing about whether or not the queen is actually dead, and they've hidden it from us. Yes, and people have all these like crackpot ideas, right? You've seen some of this, I'm sure. Yeah, as though they're like weekend at losing her up in there. Um. Okay, but are you aware of? The publication that actually declared that she was dead. I did see this, and they uh, doubled down and tripled down on their story. Yeah. First of all, I've never heard of Hollywood Unlocked before this moment. It sounds like a sex club. Yes, exactly. Um, So the queen was diagnosed with COVID-19. Like a few days later, Hollywood Unlocked and released the story. We can confirm that Queen Elizabeth is dead from a source, sources close to the royal kingdom. They posted it like two posts on Instagram, and then the second one gets flagged as false information. (laughs) Uh, And then you're right. It was this back and forth of of the guy who owns it was like standing by it. And then someone issued a retraction. And then he's like, that's a fake retraction. But what gets me is in the breakdowns of this whole thing um, of like, how on earth did this organization that says they're not a tabloid, they say they're following like journalistic procedure, gets to this conclusion and pushes it to print. One of the theories... I'm getting like real deep in this, but I just find that it's like such a strange little thing. So after all of this stuff went down, they retracted it. They're like, we apologize to the queen and the royal kingdom. But they released this article that's like 10 reasons why we believed that the queen was dead. So one of them was that like, it's alleged that she was invited to the wedding of the editor of British Vogue, Mm -hmm. Edward Enninful. Um, and that their source was like someone at that wedding who like got a message that she wasn't coming and that she was dead. And so I read. <laughs> she sends her regrets. She has died. <laughs> exactly. That like in this like Operation London Bridge where they let everyone know what like the queen has passed that like calling her out of the wedding that she was invited to would was be. number one. Yeah. Or like at least number two or three before like the national, the international media was informed um secondly this article i was reading is like you know maybe they were confused because are you familiar with queens of the stone age the band no um so their lead singer they're like a 90s punk band i think they're punk don't come after me if i'm wrong um the lead singer passed away like that same day Mm -hmm. um that all of this was going on that the wedding was going on and they're like well there were other people connected to the 90s punk scene at this wedding so maybe someone mistook it for that and i'm like i'm sorry if you took someone taking a phone call about the queens of the stone age and then you're like yeah well that's the queen the queen of england is dead and that's that was the mistaken and that's what the information they took and ran with it and published it it's like what that's insane yeah prince charles has been the heir apparent for 70 years on the 6th of February. Yes. 70 years. Yeah. You're telling me that if she was dead, mm-hmm. he would not be running at breakneck speed 
Like banging down the door. Banging down the door of Buckingham Palace and sitting his fat ass on that throne. He's ready. He's only got a couple more good years left. Look at, have you seen his fat fingers? Yeah. Something's going on with that man. Yeah, he gets like progressively redder the more years go on. I think he's like going into the purple spectrum now. Yeah. But I thought the same thing of like, can you imagine like the final fuck you from Queen Elizabeth that she's like... Oh, yeah, I was dead for a month. <laughs> I was dead for a month and you didn't get to take the throne. And then he died. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> a lot of my opinion of him is based on the fictional portrayal of him in The Crown. But I'm like, he deserves it. He deserves Can you imagine? Like, honestly, I would giggle a little bit. Like, this is bad to say, but like, if he gets in and then it's like a solid, like, two, maybe five years. Yeah. I mean, everyone wants Wills and Kate anyway, right? Right. You know what is, I think is super funny? I love The Crown. And we, we watched the last season together. Yeah, and- with, that has uh, Camilla Parker Bowles and, and him having this fling. Yeah. Anyway, so Camilla, now the Duchess of Cornwall, soon to be the queen. And that's what's got everybody on edge is that like, oh, they're making the preparations now. They're like, oh, she yeah. might not make it to this jubilee. Well, she, I mean, she's old. Yeah, she's really old. She's an old woman. But, you know, it's fine. S- still kicking. Still, she had her... She has confirmed to have her video call with Boris Johnson this week. Because oh, they're good. like, she's not dead. She's not fucking dead, folks. Good. She's doing her job. The royals, they they bring attention to a lot of important issues. And I'm not here to debate whether they should still exist or whatever. But no. they do exist. And I think they use their platform for good mostly. Except Andrew. Yeah, I was going to say. But there was, on like World Literacy Day, Camilla has a book club kind of thing that encourages reading anyway she's no dolly parton but right so she's post this thing like reading like children's books to children this was like not too long after the crown was released and people were just like uh, like half the comments were like diana with like a broken heart emoji <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like there is a time and a place i think maybe that post wasn't it can you imagine that like you're with someone I mean, they cheated. Here's the thing. Like, the the start of their relationship was not great. But, like, imagine if you were with someone and, like, their ex died. And then every time you posted something on Instagram, like, even just by yourself, that they're like, oh, Doug, broken heart. (laughs) 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 Like, love you, Dennis, but mm, Doug, (laughs) R.I.P. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I just love paying attention to all the royal stuff. But it's like, as Americans, it's like very low stakes. It's just like a fun little reality show for us. We don't have to weigh in on the... on the. It's my favorite franchise of The Real Housewives. Yeah, it's by far the most interesting one. Yeah, yeah, it's like The Real Housewives of Windsor. (laughs) Yeah, and in this case, what you don't see is the most interesting part. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of the Brits, I, I know you're a royal watcher, but are you a Downton Abbey fan so we watched the first i don't know how many seasons there were i think i made it like three three or four seasons maybe of the original run Mm -hmm. but i just lost interest a little bit i do love maggie smith yeah if i could just get a super cut of all her scenes like i don't need the context i just want to hear oh they those exist on youtube yeah that's all i need um, I think, yeah, I think I stopped watching after the third season because it really was like, oh, God. Like, I gotta, some of those shows where it's like, I gotta write this down, like, who these characters are. And they're mentioning, like, like, Sir Anthony. And I'm like, who? What? 
Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so people were like really excited in 2019 about how they released a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Did not see the movie. I didn't either. Because again, I felt like, I mean, I probably could have like understood it without, I thought maybe I need the context of the prior seasons. No. no. Just tell me like who died, who's still alive, and I can just Google the rest. Anyway, but I didn't see it. But I saw that they're releasing, I thought they were rebooting the series. And it's I'm like, oh God. Movie. Yes, they're releasing another movie in April. And I'm like, this is the new thing. Because it's been like there's beloved series that end and then like years later they release a movie to like oh make everybody connect with those characters again but i'm like twice is is this a new thing now instead of new seasons we're just gonna get a movie i think so because it's easier to shoot maybe yeah well the other thing too is i saw they're going to like the south of france or something and i'm like what is this the below deck med version of downton abbey like the dowager countess is on vacation i'll do you one better because it's actually like a ripoff of death on the nile because how they described it i like looked it up because i had to know i'm like is this a reboot of the series um they go on a grand journey to the south of france to uncover the mystery of the dowager countess's newly inherited villa who done it like what's the mystery who did where did it come from who they steal it from she'd been fucking somebody (laughs) and got and he left her a house (laughs) yeah but i'm like what mystery is there lady violet can get it (laughs) Oh, yeah, but uh, but I think the people are going to eat it up. I think it's going to be... Oh, yeah, they'll love it. It's going to be a hit, especially here. The people... Utah loves a PBS I hope series. that Matthew Crawley's ghost comes back. Spoiler alert. I, I do love Dan Stevens. Yeah, well, that's actually... That was the season. I ended the... I stopped watching it when he, you know, crashed to his death. When he did a Princess Grace. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oof. Uh, did you see Eurovision? No, but I'm familiar with it. Dan Stevens plays the funniest Russian character. Mm -hmm. It's delightful. It's a stupid movie, but I laughed. I laughed so hard, I actually pulled a muscle along my ribs, and I had to lay on the floor and stretch out (laughs) because I laughed so hard. And that's... That's fucking embarrassing. You had a a Will Ferrell movie-related injury. Yes. Like, has anything ever so straight ever been said? Like, I laughed too hard at a Will Ferrell movie, but it happened. Um, You know what Dan Stevens is? What? Dan Stevens is like the non-cannibalistic army hammer. There's a little bit of similarity there. But he's a little plainer. Yeah, he's like the poor man's army hammer, but he's not going to, like, eat your toe. Army hammer from Wish. Yes, Wish Army Hammer. <laughs> I didn't order this, but I'll keep it. I'll keep it. He's he's cute. Yeah, the size is wrong, but... He was really weird in that Beating the Beast movie. I didn't feel he was the right fit. Oh, because he was the Beast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate you didn't see his face for... Till the end. 99% of the movie. I don't know. I, just, I, I didn't like him. Yeah, I wasn't... But I didn't like that movie either. I mean, I did I like looking at Luke Evans for that entire movie? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I didn't... I, I Beauty and the Beast was my favorite Disney movie growing up. Big mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. Had the Belle Barbie doll with the, with the yellow dress. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, big... Um, not a big fan of Gaston at that time because, like, appropriately, he was the villain um, in the movie. Yeah, and he was less attractive. Yeah, but like, as they should have made him more handsome. Yeah, or not, but they did. And then I'm like, mm, I don't know. In the cartoon, he had such a long well, face. What about Gaston? He's not Stockholm syndroming you. I mean, he's abusing her in a different way, but it's true. 
apples to oranges there. Yeah. It's like, which abuser would you like to marry? Yeah. Would Those you were like her to be... only choices. Yeah. Gaslit or... I mean, Gaston was a little rapey. I guess I guess I should... <laughs> Honestly, that movie is problematic. That's the whole thing. I think people have really delved into the, like... They went real hard on the bestiality and, like, the rape culture <laughs> in that movie. It's very mature themes in adult situations. Because she falls that. in love with him as While he's, he's the, the beast. beast. Well, I mean, some people like a hairy guy. Yeah, what if what if he turned back to, like, that, like, twinky-looking, like, fresh-faced guy? And, she's and she like, was like, mm, never I'm mind. Not, not my type. Not even a little stubble. Yeah. Yeah, he was, like, freshly shaven and she was really into the hair. Yeah. Like, oh my god, are we delving into the fact that the beauty, Beauty and the Beast was like a formative sexual experience for me, maybe? You were like, oh. You liked it when he had all those bows in his hair? Mm, yeah, I didn't mind it. I'm team Gaston. I'm team Luke Evans Gaston now. He is a very attractive man, and he's gay. Yeah, which in the movie, a, maybe a little gay for, for LeFou? Uh, LeFou, which was well, the I problem. Think, I think it was the other way around, Oh, no, mostly. no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's LeFou, true. Josh Gad. That was the issue. Josh Gad had a man crush. Had a yeah. crush. Sorry. On, on Gaston. Yeah. We're here for it. We're here for the inclusivity. Yeah. So uh, this episode is coming out on Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about maybe... I realize that people can't see me dabbing my forehead. I'm thinking about maybe asking the priest to put his thumbs on both of my eyes and I can leave with a nice smoky eye. Smoky eye. Yeah. Do you think... Maybe. I mean, are you... Could you help me do a smoky eye? You're going to mass on Wednesday? God, mom... God no. <laughs> it's like, did your mom strong arm you into it? No, but I thought, I'm always thinking of a low-hanging fruit joke. Yeah. I'm the king of, like, dad humor, puns. It, it gets the laughs. It's why people love you. I know. Allegedly, you know? I guess. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Let me not speak for anyone else. <laughs> Other people tolerate me. Yeah. And chuckle to make me feel better. Maybe. But, I mean, you're you're a legitimate Catholic, so you could go Mm -hmm. get your little smudge. Yeah. I don't think you have to be a legitimate Catholic. So Ash Wednesday comes right after, you know, Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Well, Fat Tuesday's not a holiday. It's just the celebration before Ash Wednesday. It is not a Catholic thing. It's not the Catholic part. That's the anti- (laughs) That's the non-Catholic part leading into the Catholic part. Yeah. So Ash Wednesday kicks off everyone's favorite uh, season- the mm-hmm. Lenten season. Ah, yes. So, uh, Lent, are you giving up anything? So, here's the thing. I used to, we talked about this with, like, Midnight Mass and whatever, mm-hmm. is that, like, I did that for a while. Like, um, I think it was, we learned about Lent in, like, my French classes because it's like a, you know, the French are, there are a lot of Catholics in France. and Too uh, many, really. Yeah. Well, not enough, though, actually. I think it's a new problem. I mean, there's not a lot of, enough Catholics anywhere for their taste. So because it's a part of, like, culturally part of France, like, we were like, mm, give something up for Lent. But now, as an adult, I'm like, why? It why re- would I? It really is, like, it's, people like to cosplay as, like, other religions. What did you call it? Religious tourism? Yeah, like, everyone listening to this, like, wait until Wednesday or Thursday and see which of your friends are posting about what they're giving up for Lent on their stories. And you ask them, like, well, you're, are you a Catholic? Are you practicing, practicing Catholic? No. Yeah. I bet a large percentage of them will not be. I have a friend who is like, I mean, she's like the holiday Catholic, um, which I don't know what that means. You know, there's like the Jack, the term Jack Mormon. I don't know what the. It's an Easter Christmas Catholic. Easter Christmas Catholic. Um, But yeah, no, she she takes the whole uh, Lent thing very seriously and gives something up every year. This year for Lent, I'm just giving up. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I. It's easy. I, I should do that too. It's easy because I already have. Yes. <laughs> it's just a continuation. It doesn't start that day. It just I, continues. My said friend, she always gives up. She generally gives up something like, I think it was like sweets or sugar because that's like one of her vices. And I think last year she gave up coffee. And I'm like, you think God really wants you to bitch to me via text how much you miss Starbucks? Right. Oh my it's gosh. Like, I don't like what's, I don't know. I understand the shtick, but I just, you know, I don't believe in it. I just associate Lent with the time of year that like every fast food chain trots out their fish options. Yes. You know, and on Friday, especially. Yeah. I mean, because th- is the, is the filet of fish available at McDonald's like year round? Yeah. It is. But then they like, they really push it during. During Lent? During Lent. And I didn't know that. Well, yeah, because it's like, on you know, Fish Fridays or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am aware. Because <laughs> you can't eat meat. Yeah, that was, sorry, that was more like a fact check on myself. That I'm like, oh, am yes. I, am I making this up? Is it that you can't eat meat on Fridays only or you can't eat meat at all? So you don't eat meat on Fridays during Lent. Gotcha. So you can eat it the other days, just not. So Fridays are the fish day because. Right. Yeah, okay. But did you know? That there is dispensation, which means the church has allowed you to have it, for Catholics to eat both muskrat and beaver on Fridays because they're aquatic mammals. Thank God. I think the people that are eating (laughs) muskrat and beaver generally are not. I don't think of them as Catholic. That's, That's some, like, deep Appalachian shit right there. I think people go to church there, though. Honestly, I no, mean, but I who think... are the people who are still, like, deeply into, like, ancient religions? Yeah, but I would think... The I... uneducated in the backwoods. I would expect them to be, like, evangelical Christian. Well, maybe, but, like, not in, like, the Midwest, you know, yeah. Michigan. I imagine oh. people eating muskrats up there. Minnesota. <laughs> Nor- Northern Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, people are still eating squirrels all over the place. Yeah. My you aunt... should have a squirrel. <laughs> My aunt that lives... She lives in South Carolina, and she has this cookbook that, like, someone gave to her there locally, and oh, there's God. there's a recipe for squirrel stew in there. Well, I don't understand eating a squirrel. I mean, it's all you got. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know but, like, there's so little meat on it. Readily available sources of protein. Yeah, that's why you, you gotta, like, boil that shit down, put it in a stew. It, it's the stretching of it, you know? Yeah. But I'm just like, there's nothing to a squirrel. Yeah, you know... I do want that big fat one from uh, Sword in the Stone. <laughs> you know, the the fat one who's in love with Merlin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what, about, what you need. What about that, that little fucker on Ice Age? Is that a squirrel or whatever that is? Know. He was kind of fat. With his nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's the squirrel I'm eating. Yeah. Unopinionated is sponsored by the American Rodent Producers. When it's Friday night during Lent and your family needs quick and easy protein to complete the perfect meal, look no further than a delicious cut of muskrat or beaver. Not only does rodent meet the needs of a family on a budget, but it's officially approved by the Vatican. In nomine Patris Eferis Espiritus Sancti. Beaver, it's what's for dinner. All right, so we're four episodes into this, which means we've heard some feedback. The people have talked about it. We appreciate all of you who have who have praised the podcast, who have given us notes. I think it's a resounding no 
to the crossword. It was uh, it was universally panned. Yeah, now I'm I'm ready for future episodes for us to get more feedback on something we say. Like we say all kinds of fuck shit all the time. So the chances that we're gonna say something else that's gonna get as much or more negative feedback is very high. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, lots lots of lots of thoughts on the. <laughs> I'm doing the crossword. We know now the crossword was a misstep. We thought maybe... We don't know. We're trying things out. Yeah. This is only episode four. Mm-hmm. We got plenty of time to figure things out before more than like eight people or so are listening. So. Yeah. But we, we don't want you to be yelling A-list at the at your phone as you're listening. And, this we, and time. we seem like really stupid people who couldn't <laughs> figure out A-list. I know. And, and we were actually looking at the visual, uh, visual clues, so... Um, so I thought of like a fun thing uh, this week based on something we both love. Mm-hmm. Popular pastime of Dennis and Kelsey that when um, I love guessing celebrity voiceover. Like if I see an animated film, I cannot focus on the movie itself until like mentally I have pinpointed all of the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're very similar. We've shared this. Absolutely. Um, so what I found is I want to challenge you because you were better at this than me you were like i have a good ear but we'll see but you are also a repository of actors both big and small yeah and i can i wish i could do more impersonations because i can like spot a voice but i can't do many i was working on my carol channing the other day <laughs> yeah do you want to <laughs> give us a taste let me let me see if i can do it thoroughly modern millie i'm carol channing that was that's, pretty good no i don't think that's it but you know I think it's close. I was working on it and I lost my voice by doing it. You know what was great is your Harvey Firestein, your unintentional Harvey Firestein oh, from yeah. losing your voice. David, I need to call my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, but Anymore you more and you'd look like mom. Listen closely to the following 10 commercial clips and see how many famous voices you can identify. Shout it out the if you know it, people. The omega fatty acids in my food give me a soft, healthy coat. Hmm. If you don't believe me, rub my belly. Seriously, rub it. It's David Duchovny. Really good food for dogs. Nailed it. Okay, number two. Starting today, the Intel chip will be set free and get to live life inside a Mac. That's Kiefer Sutherland. the possibilities. Nice. For 85 years, customers of the AIG companies have had more secure financial futures because... Rizzo is pregnant at Stockard Channing. Correct. Number four. Um, help. Could you get me out of here? I should be filtered at home and served out of the faucet, not stuck in a bottle. (laughs) Come on. Help me out, will you? I'm dying in here. Pure. Good. Clean. Zach Braff. Yeah. Okay. What's this? The new Blackberry? You've seen Blackberries before. It's no big deal. Maybe one quick peek. Just to see what all the fuss is about. Whoa. God, what a blast from the past. A Blackberry ad? Yeah. John Krasinski? Correct. Delicious lattes from Dunkin' Donuts. You order them in English, not for Italian. America runs on Dunkin'. The new maple cheddar breakfast sandwich from Dr. Eli Gemstone. John Goodman. The man himself. Okay, this is number seven. At America Online, when any one of our members has an idea to make the internet better, okay, we listen. Want a better internet? You belong at America Online. Julia Roberts. Correct. Okay, next one. Cargo. Incognito. Introducing the Accord Cross Tour. 
from Honda. I don't know who that was. Reference for the second time on today's podcast. Kevin Spacey. Okay, next one. is what makes a Pontiac a Pontiac. Whether it's the Solstice GXP, G6 GXP Coupe, or coming this spring, the first ever Pontiac GA GT. The most powerful car under 30 grand. Josh, uh, what's his name? No, that one was Matt Dillon. Oh. Uh, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Okay, one more. What are these companies building into their business? The network capacity they need when they need it. From a network company they can rely on. Level 3 Communications. The network partner you can That's rely That's Sean Connery. <laughs> Perfect. You nailed it. No, I didn't. I missed two. I mean, that was pretty good, though. Matt Dillon and Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was still pretty good. I I just wanted him to do his Frank. Frank. Call call me Frank Underwood. Langfit Underwood. Oh, Frank Langfit is on NPR. (laughs) Sorry, Frank. Frank Underwood. For being like a gay and a woman, we've had a lot of sports talk. We have, actually. It's almost every episode. Yeah. Well, the Olympics are... I feel like the Olympics are the exception. Like it's the, when everyone suddenly becomes really into sports. Yes. Olympics are sports for non-sports fans. Yeah. But uh, there was there was uh, quite the uh, interesting story this last week out of the Mexican Open tennis. Yeah, yeah which I did not know existed before this week. Frankly, I, I consider myself somewhat of a tennis fan, but uh, missed that one. Yeah, so uh, German Alexander Zverev went on an absolute fucking psycho meltdown. And he hit the umpire chair with his tennis racket. Multiple times. Repeatedly. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I feel like uh, John McEnroe was like, cool it, buddy. Yeah, he's like, ooh, look at the temper on this one. (laughs) But he was was ejected from the Open, booted out of the tournament, and And, then uh, he was fined $40,000. I do wonder sometimes, like, when those fines come up when people do shit like that at sporting events like how much is that like is that a is that a how much is that relative to like what they're making or what their net worth is like right is it a slap on the wrist or is this actually like like i don't know if that's a lot of money if depending on where you're ranked like he's been ranked number three before but uh you know if you're a top 10 tennis player i don't know if that's a lot yeah i mean i haven't seen him hawking three thousand dollar euro coffee makers like roger federer but uh i guess you never know oh what his portfolio looks like it does appear though that he has a net worth of 30 million dollars so maybe that's not (laughs) the biggest fine yeah sound sounds like he's okay for me but yeah. I'm sure his accountant figured out a way to make it work. That should be our game one of these weeks is guessing celebrities' net worths. Something you're also great at. Well. Or maybe you're something you're very curious about. So there may be some you already like know a ballpark. I do I like, like to. I, I'm, it's one of the first things I look up about a famous person. I want to know how much money they make. And the difference between who's got like a 10 plus million dollar net worth and who's worth like $2 million that Mm -hmm. are seemingly in similar projects always surprises me. Yeah. I guess in that case, it is just like categories, right? Cause for me, it's hard. Like once you get over like 10 million, it's like, I have no concept of, I have no, we have no way to quantify that. I have no idea what that day to day looks like or again, what's a, what's a squeeze or not. Oh, to be rich. Mm. 
It's all I dream about. Literally all I dream about. Isn't that like one of the seven deadly sins? Greed. Yes. Lust. <laughs> sloth. Lusting after greed while slothing. <laughs> I just don't want to go to work anymore. I love my job, but I dream of not having to work. Yeah, you know, I don't understand the people who, like, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have a job, if I didn't work every day. I'm like, I nothing, and I, it sounds wonderful. I know exactly what I'd do, because I try to do that as much as possible. Like, days I don't work, it's like, I don't want to leave my house. Yeah, but I want to live in a house not worth leaving, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, also, also that, which is the incentive to keep working, is what they tell me, um, is a nicer house. To just, not leave. You know, my retirement plan is Powerball, and I'm going to keep putting investments into that fund. Yeah. Is there a new one soon? Do we need to make a drive to... I think we should probably make a drive. To, I know, allegedly. I don't think that's illegal. We can do that. Crossing state lines with a Powerball ticket. <laughs> is not illegal. No. I might just, you know, call up somebody I know in California. It's considerably easier. Have a mail it to you. Yeah. That's probably illegal in some way, but, you know. Well, they can take mail, pictures for me. Mail fraud. What's When it's my grandma or my aunt. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I think true. I can trust them. They don't have to mail the mail the ticket. Yeah, They're just, not going to catch Just take a in. picture for me. Yeah. I, it's a great idea. I mean, it's as good as anything else. We were talking about the other day that it's like, invest in real estate. And it's like, well, yeah, well, what if the back half of your house falls off? Or you get struck, your house gets struck by lightning, or... Lightning would be covered. It, oh, because that's an act of, an act of God. Um, yeah, but there are, like, catastrophic things that could happen to your house that it's like, mm, you're on the hook for that. Invest in the stock market. Well, what if the stock market crashes? Yeah, what if I was playing that stonks game and I left my money in AMC? <laughs> You know, I wonder what where where's AMC where AMC and GameStop trending today. It's a good question. Not great, I'm guessing. I'm guessing not. No. Well, yet again, we have uh, really touched touched on a lot of things. Touch me. Um, <laughs> speaking of touch, I did the love languages test because I needed to check in with myself and see where I was at. Have you done oh. have you done the love languages test? Yes, you I'm a big fan of the love languages quiz cuz I I think it's just a way people like to look at it. I think men, a lot of men like to look at it as like it's a Cosmo quiz. It's like it's like your uh your zodiac. It's a great way to know like identify how someone is showing you love in addition to like knowing the ways that you you prefer to show love to people. Yeah. So I was a little surprised. And I'll tell you why I was surprised. So I wound up with 33%. Words of affirmation. That's physical my touch. Oh. Physical touch. 30% quality time. Okay. 17% words of affirmation. 17% acts of service. Okay. And 3%, what is it, gifts? Mm -hmm. receiving gifts receiving gifts and so here is why physical touch surprised me i do like physical touch from the people that i i love but i and we have we talked about this on the podcast <laughs> you sound like <laughs> no i know you sound <laughs> like you're telling me this at gunpoint i i i, I do like physical touch <laughs> but i'm not a hugger no in casual Setting. So people 
go in for the hug. I'm not anti-hug. Yeah. I hug. And people are always like, you know, you don't you don't have to hug people. And it's not that I, like, don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's that I, like, people I see frequently, I don't need to yeah i think i i think i've known you going on like what like five years or have something? we ever hugged now a couple times maybe yeah i can count on one hand and then the number of times don't I've get hugged. me wrong there's people in my life i want to hug wow then <laughs> no, no no yeah i'm sorry but then there's people that i don't mind a hug from you're not a platonic hugger i think is what yeah well, I, yeah, and I'll hug you if you come in for a hug, or if I haven't seen you in quite a while, mm-hmm. or you're going through something or whatever, like, I want to hug you. Yeah. It is how I embrace people, but, like, I don't need a, how are you doing? So, like, you know, my my close friends, Austin Hare, mm-hmm. you, Jane, Jane. Jane's a hugger. Jane's she a hugger. Hug. She goes in for the hug, so I, I hug it. her. But her husband, Mike. Yeah. You know, Cam. Elston. You, you probably hugged Mike more times than you've hugged me. I've never hugged Mike. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I was just listing off people that I see oh, somewhat see regularly. regularly. Okay. Like, I was like, Austin we're going to have a problem Austin if you and Mike and have been hugging. have probably never hugged. I believe that. I bet. Well, maybe. But like, we're so close. Like, Cam yeah. Williams and I, we don't need to hug. Mm-hmm. Should so, we unpack that? No, I just like, it's not that. That's, I think, a time when like. In that platonic way, like the quality time meets the needs of that friendship. I don't need yes. to touch them. Yeah, that's fair. But if if I so other friends, I have friends who live in Europe. When I see them, yeah, you haven't seen. I want to hug them. Yeah, of course. But yeah, it's just so it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like this is, I think this is about all kinds of relationships, Correct. love languages. Yeah. But I just I thought that was interesting that physical touch was so high. Like I like to be touching yeah i think that it's interesting to me how similar to i mean you know how i feel we diverge on how we feel about the zodiac but i feel about the love languages it's a tool of self-reflection so it's like i've actually had in friendships like platonic relationships where i realized like oh when i know that other person's um love language is acts of service and my love language is um, my top one is quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, mine are pretty even. So it's like, uh, I t- mine isn't percentages. I took it a while ago. Mm. But like, they're all pretty evenly ranked except physical touch is actually my lowest one. Which mm. was surprising to me because I actually even do. Even in a romantic relationship. Yeah. Physical touch is low. Yeah, that it's like not the most, it's not the most important thing. But what... I find interesting is that knowing, interpreting other people's behavior of like, you want, like, I wish this person would just like talk to me and like confide in me about their life. And I want to know a lot about them. And this person was like, not a big sharer, not as much a quality time person, but acts of service. Like this person has unloaded my dishwasher before. So it's realizing that like, oh, that is a show of love from them because that's their love language. And I'm wanting something different from them, which is like they wouldn't even can think about because that's not their love language. So mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, it's a great way to get to know other people and kind of contextualize. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, well I'm going to expect you to hug me more now, though. Yeah. Except clearly, like, I, that's not what I want either, either. So maybe that's why we're not hugging. Well, touch me and cue the uh, cats. <laughs>
Well, now we've touched on even more topics, including mm-hmm. each other. <laughs> but yeah, this is, uh, it's been another great time. I'm loving it. Ta-da-da-da-da. <laughs> yes. I'm loving it. Yep, yeah, I am too. This is, this is, uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite hobbies. And you know what? I've been needing a hobby to put on my Tinder bio yeah, and tell not... people when someone's like, Oh, do you have a hobby? And I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. You, you have no hobbies. I have too many hobbies that I've abandoned yeah. because of my rampant ADHD. So, um, yeah, it's perfect. And hopefully, uh, you all have enjoyed, uh, joining us again this week. And if not, we've enjoyed being here, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, we actually don't care. Uh, (laughs) No, please give us feedback. We want the feedback. Yeah, give us feedback. And remember that you can follow us on our social meds. And harass us, harangue us, give us notes. Yeah, we love notes. Notes on a scandal, notes on a a crossword. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Uh, We're on Instagram at unopinionatedpod. And we're on Twitter over to at unopinionated pc i want to see more people on twitter i want to see more tweeting yeah i should tweet at us more i don't tweet at us yeah you just tweet all your best jokes you gotta save those for the pod man oh i double up (laughs) great i reuse them (laughs) i you know greta thunberg would be proud because i recycle reuse and reduce my jokes yeah you quite a bit there's nothing you recycle more often than a mediocre joke. Oh, God. For real. I'm over here creating comedy bronze at best. Cranking it out. Cranking it out. It's a numbers game. It it's is. It's a volume game. Anyway, we will see you all next week back here. Same place. Probably different time. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>